Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Welcome back to the channel. So excited you are here today. We have another great episode um, spurred on by a comment that one of my ladies in my Facebook community, the Unmothered community, if you're not a part, go ahead and answer three questions on that Facebook. It's a private community. You have to answer those three questions and we'll let you in. Otherwise, you can't come in. It's a great little spot. We're still trying to um, find our bearings on that. I don't post as much as I should, but that is changing. It's March today, so (laughs) um, I'm going to start really scheduling more little prompters in there. But this question came from one of our sweet ladies in there, and she had a question. I said, what kind of episodes do you want to hear? And she said, when is going no contact with your mom a good idea? That is heavy. So we're going to dive into that, and uh, hopefully I can give you a little bit of advice on that. I'm not not an expert, but I have gone through this situation with my own mother. So let's dive in. So we want to break down uh, when is when being around your mom is no longer an option. Um, no need for guilt. If there is danger around you concerning your mother, really want to make that clear. And you can still love your mom if she is not in your life. So those are the three main things I really want to talk about is, you know, I would love to wrap this up in a nice little bow and say healing and forgiveness. It's just always an option when it comes to our moms. And yes, that is true. But sometimes it comes at the price of not being able to be around our moms. Um, I just don't believe that it's healthy or possible sometimes. And I've heard some gruesome stories of mothers that are so mentally ill and still walking around living life, but really not healthy or safe. However, if you asked in a good Christian community group, the, the, the answer most of the times that I get is like, ask God to bring your mom back in your life. And you can both have forgiveness and and he can make it happen. And I'm like, yeah, I believe that part. He can heal and he can have us forgive all. But that only works if both parties are healthy and ready for a change. I actually heard a story once about a mother that had called her daughter and threatened to hurt her and her grandchildren So do you just forgive and forget and let her back in the house when that's happening? And when I'm talking threats, I'm talking was threatening to shoot them. Do we just keep coming around because we believe God will heal her? No. (laughs) This woman that had talked to me said that she had to get a restraining order on her mother because that's how scared she was. So... I guess the answer is you go no contact when it becomes very dangerous or mentally unstable to the point of being dangerous. 
Now, I'm going to preface that again by saying there was a time when I went no contact with my mother because she was so out of control with her drinking and instability because of her mental illness, I believe. She was always putting me and herself in dangerous situations and also was not respecting boundaries. So there was a time when, you know, I try, and this is before I was a Christian, by the way, I tried, you know, bringing my mom back in my life. She needed to have, she she was homeless at the time. And then she came back into town and found me somehow. She always found me. And she said, I, I'm at an age now where I could get social security, you know, like SSI kind of thing where she could get housing, but she needed an address, a, a actual address of being living somewhere so that they could mail her all the things and also prove that she wasn't homeless. And so being this, you know, in this place of, I, I had no boundaries at that time. I hadn't been, I was in my twenties and, you know, didn't know anything about all of this, uh, dysfunctional, toxic parental kind of thing. Didn't know about boundaries, didn't know about any of that stuff. And so my heart like tore for her again. And I said, listen, you can come stay with me temporarily. Now, mind you, this was at a time when I was going through my my divorce from my first marriage, still mourning the loss of my son that had passed away, my baby boy. And I was living, I had just gotten this job. I was living in a cute little apartment. It was um, a one bedroom, so she was going to have to sleep on the couch, which she was totally fine with. And I had peace in my life for the first time in my life that I could remember in a very long time. But I felt this pull, you know, oh, you should honor your mom. Like you should love your mom at all costs. I didn't know boundaries. And so I invited her in. She was very grateful and then proceeded to make my life a living hell. (laughs) And I don't say that lightly because it became so manipulative where she would say, I need to go get some medicine or I have to get some hair shampoo. Or, I don't know, something. She needed something at the drugstore. Can I have $20? Um, you know, of course she's not working. So I'm like, oh. I mean, $20 was a lot for me because I was broke. I was like a broke single girl. And I think I gave her 10 Um, I might've given her 20. I don't even remember at the time now. And I went to work and I got a phone call hours later from my downstairs neighbor. And they said, yeah, I really hate to bother you, but your mom is very loud. And she, I don't know if she broke something, something fell, like she's just making a lot of noise and we're trying, I think they had a baby or something. They're like, we're trying to like keep it quiet down here. And she's very disruptive is what the gist of it was. I was so embarrassed and I was really angry because I had grown up in this kind of chaos and I'm trying to show my mother (laughs) that there's a different way But again, as I've said before in other episodes, if people aren't willing to come with you on the ride and and change with you, there's no amount of praying that's going to help this situation. Like you have to take action. You have to 
set boundaries. And so I came home and she was drunk and she had pulled, I don't know if she fell against them or pulled them on purpose. She had pulled my curtain rod down, broke my curtain rod. My curtains were ripped. Like everything was chaotic. And I'm not proud to say this, but I was so angry. I told her to get out and I didn't just tell her to get out. I told her in cuss words to get out. And I just said, I'm done with you. Like I can't, I'm trying to heal the things in my life right now. And you're becoming so disruptive. And mind you, that wasn't the first time, like she had gone out several other times and gotten drunk. So this is one scenario in the grand scheme of like, I don't even think she was there a month. And it was like day on the daily, she was creating chaos. So I went no contact with my mom. I was like, I, I mentally, I'm at my wits end. I wasn't even grieving the loss of my son at that point because I was trying to survive and start my life over. I didn't have time to deal with her chaos. I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And there's no amount of, I don't know, even if I had been a Christian at that time, there'd be no amount of praying or whatever that would have helped that situation because she was ill. And this is the thing is I think you have to look at the whole situation and see when is it time to go no contact? Like, are they being physically disruptive? Are they, you know, she was coming at me. She was cussing me out and saying how ungrateful, what an ungrateful child I was. And I'm like, but yet at the same time, you have two other children, but here you are in my home because I'm allowing it because they wouldn't even let her stay with them. And so during that week, we had already gotten paperwork where she was like authorized to, she was going to be moving into HUD housing and that kind of thing. So all that stuff had taken place. So I wasn't kicking her back out on the streets with no plan. But, uh, let me tell you, if it had gotten to that place, I mean, she's going to have to fly on her own because it just gets to a point where you're like, I will never get out of this chaos and create a life that is different for myself if I keep bringing that toxic person in. And I've talked to you about this before with the boundaries. It's like there are times when that parent becomes so much that you have to go no contact because they don't understand normal circumstances and they have no boundaries. So at that moment for me, I did go no contact with my mother. I didn't talk to her probably for a very long time, very minimally. And then I ended up getting married again. She was not invited to my wedding. I've told you this before. If you read my book, she was never invited to my weddings. She was never invited to the birth of my children because her toxicity and her narcissism, she would have made it all about her. And she did make it all about her when my son passed. And it was very disruptive and hurt my feelings deeply. And so I knew that she couldn't handle happy moments. It always had, or, or any kind of moment. It always became about her issues and how she felt. She never asked me how I felt. So there just came to that point where I was like, you know, I can't have her around me if I'm trying to walk this path. I don't know what this path is. I knew there was a God that had brought me to this place, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like. I just knew it had to look different. And so 
I went no contact with her. And then of course, you know, if you've read my book, she came back into my life after breaking a hip when my children, when my firstborn was a few months old. This particular woman that I was telling you about that uh, her mom, her mom was threatening her grandchildren and her daughter with a gun. She actually got a restraining order on. So do you go no, no contact? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So I think that you, ha- this is something you're going to have to look at. If my mom, even after I took care of her, she wasn't a threat to me in that sense of like what this other mom was, but she was still verbally abusive. And if so, she was in that mood, I would not take her calls. Or if I was there setting her up for the day, like making her lunch and, you know, just kind of checking on her and things like that, I would walk out the door and tell her very calmly, I'll come back when you can talk to me like an adult, but you cannot talk to me like the way you've talked to me when I was a child. Flat out, I would tell her. A respect level started to form because she knew that I was firm in my decision making. And only you know the extent of how serious this can be. And you're the only one that can make this decision. Not me, not your friends, your husband. You're the only one. So I'm not going to tell you (laughs) when is a good time to go no contact. But I have given you some examples. If this person keeps stunting you in the places that you want to go because you keep bringing them into your life when you know that they're not going to change, when you know that they're just getting worse, when you know that there are times when we have to take care of our parents. Listen, I'm all about honoring your mother and father, but I don't think that that's at any cost. And so I need you to understand that, yes, we take care of, we do hard things. We've done hard things. Do we have to continue to do hard things? Sometimes, but does that mean at any cost? No. So if there is a situation where it is like so difficult for you mentally, where you are not getting the healing that you need to move in a different place, maybe it's time to go no contact for a while. Maybe one of the other siblings can pick up on it. If you're an only child, God bless you. I don't even have an answer for that. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I felt like an only child because my siblings really, like, I don't blame them, but they they just gave up on her. They're like, we, we can't handle her moods and her craziness and all that. And it just wasn't in me. I knew that God had a plan for me to walk that road because he knew I was strong enough when I could say no, and when I could say, yes, you can come into my life. And that was a dance that I did for 16 years with my mom. So have I gone no contact with her at times in my life? Absolutely. And I don't regret that because she was very dangerous and disruptive. And I just would not have become the person that I am now had I kept her there and just stayed in the dysfunction. And then I would have started continuing doing the same things. If your mom is uber dangerous, like this story I told you of this other girl, hell yes, you're going to go no contact. I mean, of course, like you protect your family at all costs. If you have children and you have a disruptive mom that is dangerous and threatening, you do not have to have that person around in your life just because they're your relative. We have to stop this narrative that at all costs, we have to keep family around. We do not. 
We do not when they don't honor the things that God would want to be honoring. And God will protect you from those things. He has done it for me. He can do it for you. And you don't need to feel guilt over that. Sadness, yes. Guilt, no. So a couple points is just if the situation is physically or very emotionally dangerous, it's time for no contact. If there's any way to set a boundary to protect yourself when things get too scary, then do that. And also, who can you reach out to when you just need to vent, to help make better decisions? Someone that will listen, but not fix it. That's really important. You do need a trusted friend or maybe another relative where you're like, I just need to tell you what's going on so that I can kind of clear my head a little bit, but I don't need your opinion on it. I just need you to listen. And then if you want an opinion, you can ask them after. Good friends or relatives will sit with you, hold your hand, say, I'm so sorry, honey. This is really hard. What do you think you want to do? That's the bigger question. What do you want to do? What's going to make you feel healthier? This is about your mental health. This is about your physical health. You don't need to suffer through just because it's a mom. Always follow the Holy Spirit's promptings. He's going to guide you. You will know in your gut if it's dangerous and it's time for no contact. I want you to be safe first. And so does God. So I hope this episode helped you guys. I really appreciate the questions. I know these are really hard topics and I love that you guys are being honest with honest questions and I hope I can help answer them or at least settle in um, your mind a little, maybe give you a little bit of uh, prompting or a different idea. And as always, just stay in contact, like please join the Instagram group, the Unmothered Podcast on Instagram, leave any kind of comment on there, like this episode, we love ratings, please leave a rating. Show note information will be down below and until next time, I will see you later peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.